Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. They're all just bobbing around in the ocean. We should throw them a life vest. But if they don't put it on, that's their problem. It's high noon for Thursday, November 5th, 2020. And I'm feeling good. What's happening right now is brilliant. And I know everybody's stressed out. I want you to not stress out for at least the time I'm talking right now. And if by the end of that, you are still stressed out, I can't help you. But I am going to tell you a story and give you some reasons that I think you should keep the faith, and I certainly am. And I will also tell you why I do not think it is possible right now for Donald Trump to lose. And by possible, I'm saying there is a 0% chance, okay? And so we can get into that now. It looks right now like Donald Trump has won enough states to win the election. I feel very confident about Arizona and Nevada and Pennsylvania. And we basically know that Georgia and North Carolina are ours. They're going to challenge the results in Wisconsin and Michigan, and they should. They should challenge the results everywhere. I am even more sold now on the idea that a nationwide recount would be the greatest thing that ever happened to this country. Fully audited with representatives faithful to both sides. And we count these votes properly everywhere for every election, Congress, Senate, ballot measures, propositions, assemblymen, all of it. Every single ballot everywhere. All right. That's where I am. And if you are scared of that, 
then you're basically admitting that your campaign committed fraud. And while there may be some of this same variety of fraud in different places around the country, it is primarily on one side. Okay. And the people who I imagine on the Republican side might be benefiting from this type of fraud are people like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, who are ultimately deal makers searching after their own power. Okay. And I think a lot of people who are in the Trump camp would agree with that. You know, they tried to make it seem like Lindsey Graham was going to be defeated and that Mitch McConnell was going to be defeated. They spent well over a hundred million dollars between those two races and they came up with nothing. They lost by a lot. But all of that is a discussion for another day. So as we have seen over the last, well, since, since yesterday when we all woke up, basically, there are just massive problems all over the country. Instances of abuse popping up left and right, many of them on video. Again, you guys, if you're still in the place mentally where you think Project Veritas is dangerous to look at, I don't know what to tell you, but they have a whistleblower from a post office in Traverse City, Michigan, who said that the postal administration, including the manager of that facility, told them to put ballots aside and hand stamp them with the November 3rd date on November 4th. Why are they doing that? Because Democrats made it possible for ballots to continue being received after election day in all sorts of states, California, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Michigan, obviously. And they say that they have to do that because it's so important for every single person's vote to be counted. But of course, that's not what they're doing. There's no reason why the system needed to be changed for this election. There wasn't some massive concern about people being able to vote. I know that they told you the COVID story. They were lying. It was obvious they were lying. They demanded universal mail-in ballots and all of these rules for the entire country. They held back COVID relief on that basis, which I've said many times on this podcast. That was one of the three major demands that Trump was not going to say yes to. The others were state bailouts for blue states because their governors had broken their state's economy. And the last one was the demands of the teachers unions, as we can see, because in blue states, schools are still closed. And so Trump said no to all of those. And during the summer, Fauci said that voting was perfectly safe. If you can go run errands, you can go vote. And even the CDC came out on election day to say, even if you were currently infected with the coronavirus, you should go vote in person. Okay. 
So there was absolutely no need to extend those deadlines for mail-in votes. That was a story they told and people believed it because those same people think that black people and old people are not able to figure out how to get identification or figure out how to vote or figure out how to use the U.S. mail or figure out how to request a ballot if they really couldn't get to the polls. And by the way, that's perfectly fine. Absentee ballots are perfectly fine and always have been. And I have never argued against them at any single point ever. Okay. But universal mail-in balloting is not fine. And I have said that for the entire time. And right now we are seeing the exact sort of abuse that I was pointing at. The good thing is, and this is the part that the left and the Democrats and people who voted for Joe Biden and people who hew directly to the central narrative, this is the part that they always forget. They are so convinced all the time that they are right and that all the smart people believe what they believe that they tell themselves everyone else is stupid. And so they can trick them. And they also tell themselves that Donald Trump is stupid, even though he exposes them and beats them at every single turn and has for five years. Okay. And during that time, these people who think that they are profoundly brilliant at operating all the levers of power and that the people are so stupid and that their direct competition is incompetent, that they set up the most obvious possible plans and then they fail because their plans are so bad and obvious. All right. So. Like I said, I want a national recount, whether we need it or not. Like even if Trump wins, that would be very satisfying to me. But what would be more satisfying is a national recount because I want all of the fraud exposed and it is happening everywhere. There is no way in hell that actual California votes this way. The only reason we believe it is because the media tells us that because celebrities tell us that and because all our friends believe it and they enforce it socially so that people cannot even have open conversations about these things. And many people are so concerned with the maintenance of their flimsy relationships that they prefer to lie and stay silent. That is oppression, okay? And it is viewpoint suppression, and that is the point. That is why they do what they do. But remember, if these people were actually good people and were actually friends of yours, they wouldn't abandon you or betray you or stop talking to you for disagreeing with them. And they won't even take it upon themselves to exercise the self-awareness that this is their responsibility. The relationships that they are losing are their responsibility because they are so disrespectful to the people who disagree with them. 
But it's worse than that because when they do that and when they tell you that you're a radical and that you're a conspiracy theorist and that you're crazy or that you've lost it or that you are uninformed, what they are really saying is that not only do I not trust you, I do not respect you enough to even hear what you're saying. And so you're marginalized. And then maybe after, after everything calms down, yeah, maybe we can, maybe we can talk after everything calms down. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I get to be blessed with your dishonest presence again. Once you help permanently entrench massive institutional systems of power. Oh, yes. I cannot wait to welcome you back into my life. These fucking people are sick, man. And so I don't think that when Trump goes ahead in Arizona or in any of these other states, I do not think that the Democrats will have the temerity to do recounts anywhere. I think that they will try to win a media narrative and then once again try to invalidate Donald Trump's presidency. And of course, that also isn't going to work because that viewpoint is no longer in the majority. They have already lost and they don't know it. The only reason we don't believe it is because we look at that popular vote number and we can believe that that number is fraudulent and still at the same time think that somehow we are wrong and we don't represent the majority opinion. But we do. Because even if somehow Trump loses the popular vote, a lot of that is from California, Washington, D.C., New York, Portland, Chicago, like places that are completely overwhelmed with one particular ideology. They do not look outside that ideology. We cannot expect them to know anything. And of course, they don't know anything because they don't move beyond that ideology. But there are enough people now who have and there are enough people now who are like, oh, well, you guys are full of shit. And they don't realize it yet, but they have already lost. And so has Joe Biden. And I don't think that they're going to do the recounts anywhere because if they do, the fraud becomes even more obvious and then they will actually cause the recounts to happen everywhere. And then their whole thing gets caught rather than just little instances here and there. Because little instances here and there, they can say, oh, those were corrupt local officials and they'll arrest a person and they'll try a person and they'll put that person in prison. And they'll do that around the country while they say voter fraud doesn't exist. There's just these random instances here and there. And yeah, okay, we've cleaned this up and Donald Trump won. All right. And then people like Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff maintain their power. They maintain their grip on power. They maintain California as North Korea and a number of other blue states. And that is what they want because that leaves them to fight another day. Getting recounts nationwide destroys their entire party. And if you'll remember, I said in April 
that what they were doing and what the media was doing was not only going to cost them the election, it would break down the media and the old guard, and it would end the Democratic Party. I said that seven months ago, and I still believe it. In fact, I believe it more now because we are getting closer and closer to that moment. And if this stuff sounds conspiratorial to you, that's fine. I don't care. I cannot be harmed by that claim anymore. I have had people who I formerly loved and respected say that to me. Dummies on the internet can't hurt my feelings. Sorry. It only makes me sad. I wish, I wish that people would come to their senses and consider an alternate viewpoint, but to the extent that they are not, I'm not going to allow myself to be insulted, disrespected, and abused by these psychopaths. Okay? And you shouldn't either. Do not argue with these people anymore. Laugh at them. Tell them you are sad that this happened to them and that you hope they feel better and then let them go. I had someone arguing with me today that Trump's movement was about hate. And that is among the stupidest things that people can think. But it is the first argument they always go to. Why? Because they know they can't explain any of the other ones. And they have to justify their emotional belief that they are morally perfect and that whoever disagrees with them on a moral issue is therefore wrong. You see them doing it, you feel them doing it, you know they're doing it, and you pretend they're doing something else. And so they ascribe the hate that they believe exists in the Trump movement to you, just for questioning them. That is among the cruelest things a person can do to another person. That is why claims like racist and sexist and homophobe are so damning in a public context. It's because they really do cow people into submission because people do not want to think that about themselves. But if you imagine that some friend who acts like this knows your heart better than you do, and can tell you based on an article that you are now filled with hate. You need to come back to your senses and ground yourself in reality. Get rooted as fast as you can. You know your heart. Are you filled with hate? No, you're not. Stop. Do not let them say that to you anymore. You are not crazy, you are not immoral, and you are not a conspiracy theorist. Now, what I want to spend the rest of this time talking about is what the information stream really looks like. I've talked about it a bunch of times. I hope I'm not primarily repeating myself. 
But I had this conversation with someone today as well. And I want to try to lay that out because he is a friend of mine. And I also think that he's going to come around. But until then, give no quarter. I am not going to pretend that someone else is on the same level as I am when it comes to information about these issues until they show me that they are. And if you don't know the Russian collusion story, if you don't know the impeachment story, if you don't know what happened to Michael Flynn, if you think masks work, I'm sorry, but you don't fucking know what you're talking about. And I don't have to be shy about it. And when you come to me and tell me that I am uninformed, I am immoral, I've been radicalized, and I'm a conspiracy theorist, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Because I do not need to be polite to you anymore. You come at me with your weapons drawn and you think that I'm going to back down. And don't tell me that your weapons aren't drawn because I see what you do to people that don't stand up to you. And I'm sorry, you don't get that from me. I know what you really think. Your added politeness toward me based on respect or our friendship means absolutely nothing to me. Nothing. It is irrelevant. I do not care. I am not a child. I do not need to be talked to like that. So do not mask your rudeness and disrespect in polite terms. I do not accept. People who disagree but love and respect each other say, hey, I really would like to know why you think this because I think the exact opposite and, you know, I don't want this to be a thing between us, so I hope we can work it out. That's what normal good people say. But these people send you fucking articles and tell you you're not informed. That's what they do to me. I'm guessing it happens to you. In fact, I know it happens to you because you guys all tell me about that. Like, what do I say to this person? Why is this person acting like this? And I give the same advice. Do not argue with that person. There is no scoreboard of who sends the most articles back and forth. You can't win that game because they're not playing that game. They're playing a silence you game. They cannot have the conversation on an informed level, but they identify as smart just as they identify as sparkle gender. And they have their little circle of other very smart people who are very successful and definitely not because of nepotism. And they all pat each other on the back, telling each other how right they are, how smart they are. Look at what college I went to. Fucking idiots, man. I'm done with this and I'm done being polite about it. These people are not smart. They might be good at something. They might work hard. They're not smart. And I'm not playing this game at all anymore. And whoever is impolite to me and disrespectful to me, I am going to burn you to the ground. Because you see, you've already told me that we're not friends anymore. And you've already told me who you are and what you think of yourself. You are saying to me when you do that, I do not trust you. I do not respect you. And because 
you make me feel like I'm a bad person for not knowing anything. I'm going to say that you're doing it because you're crazy and hateful. No, the problem is on you as it always is. And it's because you're lazy and privileged and not very bright. No one is preventing you from knowing what you don't know, except the social controls placed on you that you then place on others. I have no more patience for this and will not exercise any. I'm saying that as clearly as I can. If you think that this is me being unreasonable or angry, gain some self-awareness and look at how you treat others. I spend my day putting out my point of view and people come at me for doing that because it disagrees with their point of view and they think I'm attacking them. Except I'm not attacking them. I'm attacking their point of view, which is why I don't mention them. And when they think that I might be speaking about them directly without mentioning them, maybe they're right. But again, I'm not mentioning them. I am communicating directly to them and have said the very same things to them directly. But back to the information stream. You see, the thing is that people don't understand is that what we have in America, and especially in California, but it's spreading across the nation, is a hybrid of corporatism and totalitarian communism. Okay? So my friend made the challenge today. He's like, how can you say that like the mainstream media is all state media? They say different things. Like there's Fox. They say different things than MSNBC. And I'm like, yeah, man. They're shading opinions toward different audiences, but they're not really saying anything different. Does Fox have people on that give viewpoints MSNBC doesn't have? Yes, they do. Most of that is during the late night lineup. And most of that is from Tucker Carlson. He is the only one in mainstream media, who ventures away from the central narrative. And that is why he is the best. And that is why he has the most viewers. It doesn't matter what you think of Tucker Carlson's character, lefties. No one cares. Literally no one cares. He's either right or wrong. Same as Donald Trump. He's either right or wrong. He's either good or bad. He is fighting for the nation, so it doesn't fucking matter what you think he said in 1983. Why would any mature adult care about that at all? He's the president. He's protecting our country from actual communists while you are making it more possible for them to ascend. Why do I care at all about what Donald Trump said or thought in 1983, I don't because you're 1984. And the funny thing is, I didn't even intend to do that. And I especially don't care about that when the guy you just voted for gave a eulogy for a man who was a former 
Grand Kliegel and exalted Cyclops in the Klan and calls him his political mentor. Okay? So no, I'm sorry. Don't care. Now, the thing about the information stream, the state media, and the thing about the old guard is that all of these institutions, again, think that we are stupid and ignorant and can't surpass them, but we can and we already have, and I've talked about this before. The internet hive mind is better at communicating what reality is in all sorts of different places than the media is, and it isn't even close. All of the proof of voter fraud that you can see with your own eyes and that you can know because they're trying to keep Republicans from observing their vote counts right now in Pennsylvania. You don't have any of that delivered to you by the news media. And why is that? When the stories that are correct reach a certain point, then the media publishes pieces about how they're wrong and conspiracy theorists. And oh, by the way, if you support that, you're hateful. That is how this works. There is no chance in hell that I trust Rachel Maddow more than I trust a thousand people putting in information that all aligns when I know that they are doing their best to inform people. I will not believe the state media over that. And I won't believe the state media over my own eyes. And the thing that people don't understand is that when these people get something wrong, it does not invalidate them. The media is wrong all the time. They were wrong about the Steele dossier. They were wrong about the 2016 election. They were wrong about Hillary's involvement in the Steele dossier and have tried to cover it up. They were wrong about Michael Flynn. They were wrong about Robert Mueller. They were wrong about Russian collusion. And Robert Mueller didn't find anything. So when you tell me you read the Mueller report, I don't care. Because Robert Mueller conducted that investigation knowing everything that I have already told you about that situation. And that is also proven. But you deny it because the media won't tell you it's true. And why would they tell you it's true? It works in direct opposition to everything that they care about. This stuff is comical at this point. They lied about impeachment to cover up something Joe Biden was actually doing. They lied about coronavirus. They lied about Trump's travel ban and called it xenophobic. They lied about masks. They've lied about every Black Lives Matter issue ever. They've lied about what Black Lives Matter is. They've lied about Antifa. Gerald Nadler, the congressman, said that Antifa wasn't real. And the chick in the video last night spitting in a police officer's face was one of his former interns. They are lying to you right now on an almost unbelievable scale. Like to me, I sit back and laugh because I'm like, I cannot believe that they're trying this again. 
but they don't have any other moves. If they start going down the recount road to win the election, then more and more corruption gets exposed. And they know that. So they're trying to win the media narrative and undermine Donald Trump, knowing full well that they have already lost the election. And just because you don't know they've lost, because the media hasn't told you yet that they've lost, it doesn't mean they haven't already lost. The election is already decided. You have to understand that. Either Joe Biden won or Donald Trump won. But if Joe Biden won, it's awfully strange that he could only attract 60 people to an event with Barack Obama and Lady Gaga. If Joe Biden was going to win, it's awfully strange that they tried to change all the rules about the election beforehand and are now manipulating it after the fact in full view of everyone. But if the media won't tell you, you won't believe it. And if you don't believe it, then it's not happening. But it is happening and you can see it happening. And so it doesn't matter that even Fox News believes this. It's just like it doesn't matter when even John Roberts sided with the liberals. Those aren't arguments for anything. Fox News is every bit as much old guard and state media as MSNBC is. MSNBC also allows things to penetrate from outside the central narrative. That's how Bernie Sanders got all his support, which is not to say that Bernie Sanders is not part of the old guard. He is. But that's acceptable interference for them because they can override it. And of course, they did override it and they've overridden it multiple times. So Fox News disagreeing with MSNBC or CNN, that's not like some proof that because everyone else agrees with CNN, they're right. If the central narrative was correct, then why would they give you so many reasons to discount everything that challenges the central narrative. Like the federalist is racist. That doesn't even make fucking sense. But people believe it. And so they don't believe the federalist. And of course, anything that comes from the Trump administration has to be a lie because all Donald Trump cares about is his own power and making money, even though he's given up money to do this and left a better life to do this. So, of course, everything that Bill Barr says is false or Rick Grinnell. And if someone supports Trump, of course, they must be lying. So Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn's lawyer, she's lying. She for sure is wrong about everything. But the fact remains that the state media is not committed to one singular point of view. They're committed to the maintenance of the central narrative. And so the people who stick with the central narrative will think that by reading articles from multiple sources within the state media, that they are fully informed and they are not fully informed. They are only fully informed about the central narrative. And none of that challenges their views. 
to any extent greater than pitting people from two sides against each other. That is all it does. The central narrative will tell you enough of the Michael Flynn story to enact their priorities. And then if it gets cloudy from beyond the central narrative, they will write articles telling you why no one who believes that should be believed. And so people think that the central narrative is right and that they are informed, for instance, about the Michael Flynn story when they can't even begin to tell you what happened with Michael Flynn. It is not possible for someone to be informed about something that they cannot even define. Okay? If you do not know the Michael Flynn story, aside from the central narrative, which means that you do not know the Michael Flynn story, then I'm sorry, you are not informed about the Michael Flynn story. And the thought that the Michael Flynn story is bullshit is not a sign of information. It is a sign of the lack of information or the lack of morality. In fact, I'd even go so far as to say it is immoral to support the state media point of view on subjects about which you know nothing. Because what do you do when you've done that? You find everyone else who supports the central narrative and you repeat it to each other. And then you make sure that no other information enters because you don't want things to get swampy. And of course, the central narrative has already failed. And that is why they have moved to the tech companies to make sure that stuff from beyond the central narrative not only fails to penetrate the central narrative, but that the people talking about things outside the central narrative cannot even communicate with one another or at least not do so quickly enough. But they have lost there too. They tried to make it so that it wouldn't be obvious to everyone what was happening and they failed. If they had gone all in on it, maybe they could have succeeded. But then if they did that, other means of communication would have risen up. And of course they are. Like parlor grows every day. And there's something that I've thought about for quite a while. And that's the fact that Donald Trump isn't on parlor. Why? Well, because Donald Trump has stayed on Twitter and him staying on Twitter has made it so that the tech companies have to go out and actively censor the leader of the free world, the man in charge of the biggest military operation that has ever existed in humanity. And Jack Dorsey has decided that he can censor him. If Trump went over to Parler and said, fuck you, Twitter, I'm going over to Parler. Jack Dorsey would have never had to make these moves. 
And once again, we're talking about smart people, right? Who think that everyone else is stupid. And the problem is they're stupid because Jack Dorsey, rather than laying down a gauntlet and going all in, tried to have it both ways. And now he's exposed himself. Donald Trump can move over to parlor anytime he wants. And not only will all his supporters follow him there, but so will all the actors in the state media because they need to know what the conversation is or they are fully left behind. Once again, Donald Trump is in control of the situation, but they believe he's not because they believe he's stupid and all his supporters are stupid and hateful because they're so very smart and very serious. Because they went to the colleges you didn't go to. That's how they know better than you. How, pray tell, would that sort of mindset work in a state of chaos? Or even in the Wild West, you know, out on the range. How would that work? It wouldn't work at all. They'd be dead immediately. Like they take 10 steps and turn around in the duel and one person pulls out guns and the other one pulls out his fucking degree from Harvard. Bang, bang, bang. You're dead again. Stop trying this morons. And then they enforce it with everyone knows. Everyone knows that Donald Trump was peed on by Russian hookers in a hotel room. Everyone knows Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. Everyone knows that Donald Trump didn't really win the election. Everyone knows Michael Flynn is guilty. Everyone knows that Robert Mueller proved Donald Trump is a criminal. Everyone knows he was rightly impeached. Everyone knows the coronavirus is very dangerous and that masks work unless you're rioting or attempting to to destroy the country by voting for Democrats. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that police are more violent and kill more unarmed black people than white people, even though it's not true. Everyone knows that women are paid 80 cents on the man's dollar, even though that's not true. Everyone knows that Stacey Abrams won. Everyone knows that a quarter of college women are sexually assaulted. Everyone knows that there were WMD in Iraq. Everyone knows Barack Obama is a great guy. Right? Everyone knows that. Everyone knows Beyonce is looking out for our best interests. Everyone knows that LeBron James's association with the Chinese Communist Party and the NBA's association with the Chinese Communist Party in the province where they have concentration camps right now is really just about world outreach and peace and diversity. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that Gavin Newsom is looking out for our best interests. Everyone knows that Andrew Cuomo had to put sick people into nursing homes. But also everyone knows that no one knows if he really did that. Everyone knows that Anthony Fauci is a saint and that he's always right. And of course he's right. He's an expert. 
And everyone knows that if someone disagrees with Anthony Fauci, the thing to let that person know is, hey, you're not an expert. Anthony Fauci knows more than you about epidemiology and biology. And so you just have to believe him because everyone knows that he knows more than you. Except the thing is, not everyone is stupid. It is actually possible for normal people to fully understand the principles around which Anthony Fauci is giving his guidance. It's totally possible for normal people to understand that. In fact, that is how presidents always make decisions, always, in every situation, always. They listen to multiple experts, and then they make a decision on their best understanding of the situation. That is how literally every normal person makes decisions, except if you voted for Joe Biden. And then that's not how you make decisions. You go with what everyone knows. So when people are like, you think you know more than Anthony Fauci? The answer is no. I don't know more than Anthony Fauci. But I do understand the decision points that are relevant for making a choice for the public policy. I do understand those, actually. And I do understand them well enough to have that conversation. And I do understand them well enough to ask Anthony Fauci questions that he has not answered, not once this entire time. I do understand it well enough to do that. Thank you very much. But what I also understand is how to spot a liar when I see one. And I also understand that if someone is lying to me, I need to find out other information and make sure. So I seek out that other information. And lo and behold, I find there are actually world-renowned experts in the same field who don't happen to work in politics for 36 years who agree with me and who don't agree with Anthony Fauci and who think Anthony Fauci is the fucking dishonest clown that he is. So I'm sorry, no, everyone does not know that Anthony Fauci is a saint. The reason you believe that is because all of your friends are stupid. And I will use stupid to also describe people who are so blind to all of this, because at some point in a state of chaos, you would have died a long time ago. The wagon train left without you because you are an invalid and it doesn't matter if you're really good at Instagram and it doesn't matter if you're really good at throwing parties like I used to do and it doesn't matter if you're really good at saying words someone else wrote. None of those things matter at all. The wagon train left you. You're dead on the side of the road. Sorry, the rest of us have to keep moving. At some point, that level of ignorance and uncaring does become stupidity. And we need to stop pretending otherwise. And you'll notice that these people make a whole lot of bad decisions in their lives. 
And you'll also notice that they are extremely unhappy. Why? Because their reality does not match the story they tell themselves. That is why they are depressed. And so to the people that think I sound or seem angry, I love my life. I wake up each day filled with purpose. My relationships with people who love and respect me have grown so much deeper. This has been nothing but a good experience for me. I'm not angry at all. I am disappointed. I am sad and I am frustrated, but rather than cowering before people who are trying to enforce the state media on me when I do in fact know better than they do, I am going to make sure that I do what I believe is right. And when people insult me for doing that, going to destroy you because you don't know anything and you can't talk to me at an informed level unless our entire conversation is me teaching you things because I already know what the state media says. I don't need to also hear it from you and I don't need your articles or your graphs. I already know what it says. Okay, it says the same thing about every issue every time they use the same language. They feed it to people exactly the same way. It is not hard to read through this. All you have to do is read one article carefully and you can spot how many times they're trying to lie or deceive you or trick you or manipulate you. It's really, really easy. And it is okay for you to not be able to articulate that to other people. You do not have to. You do not owe them answers. If they want to have a high-level conversation with you, then you can point them to things like this podcast or other people's podcasts or all sorts of information that will change their mind. But what they are going to do is decline to listen. And at that point, you should realize that their motivation is not to know they're right. It's to know that you're wrong and that they're safe. But they're not safe. They're scared. So yes, this information stream is better. It is more pure. And the thing is, man, it's all about standards of belief. You can't look at something like Q and then first ascribe what Anon say on message boards to Q or to the followers of Q because that's not how it works. Q says what Q says. Anons say what Anons say. Anons are either doing research or trolling, and they are funny. And so when they say that some politician is going to be hung, what they are saying is, that person has quite obviously committed treason and sedition. They are not going to go out and form a lynch mob to chase down a politician. It's not violent. It's just a mode of communication. Okay. And some of the people among the Anons do not have the same standards of belief that others have. Some of them really do believe that lizard people live under Los Angeles. 
other people are like, that sounds crazy, gonna pass. And what is on those boards and what is said by Q, it doesn't actually matter if all of it is right. It is just information among other information. And so you weigh that information against the state media. You see where it doesn't connect, where it diverges. And then you can look up all sorts of information, including within the mainstream media, and see whether or not that point of view is correct. And if it is, you hold on to it as possible or even likely, but not proven. And you see the state media as, wow, they are really trying to cover something up. That's not stupid. It's not ignorant. It's not dangerous. It's smart to get as much conflicting information as possible and then use your best judgment to figure out what you think is likely and what you think is not likely. Nothing is ever proven until it happens in reality. It's just information among other information. If one information source continually gets reality right, then that information source gets more credit in your book. If one information source gets all of the most important things in the entire world wrong for the last five years, but really for decades beyond that. Maybe it's time to stop believing them. Stop giving them extra credit because they're on television, because they have an organization, because they got into the college that their mom went to. The old guard is a closed community. It is entirely bubbled. If people get dangerous, they're moved to the margins. But everyone else tells the same story. That's why so many people in the Democrat Party are married to people in media. Why so many people used to work together. Why the same sources of funding are always being served by the corruption. The fullness of the internet, including the state media and including Q on the other end, all of that is information and all of that information is relevant. And it's especially relevant when you understand that what it is, is a marketplace of ideas and the good ideas rise to the top and the bad ideas go down without interference. Of course, there is interference because we have a state media. They are trying to enforce one single point of view, and it is theirs. There's a reason why none of them actually report on what Q's saying, even though millions and millions and millions of Americans are paying attention to it all the time. It would be more interesting if they were actually engaging the content of Q drops and saying why they were wrong, rather than saying that QAnon is a dangerous conspiracy and they prove it by pointing to jokes that random people on the internet made or the most extreme theories 
from people who have far lower standards of belief. And then they ascribe that to the entire community and to Q itself, which is totally separate. It does not make sense. It does not represent reality. And the longer you support this, the more a part of the dystopia you become. Your team has betrayed you. Walk away. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time. On the same reasonable podcast network, I don't have a network. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!